Hey, welcome back to uh, That Horror Game Podcast. I love that name. What do you think about that name, Rachel? It's good. It's good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rachel has instructed me to uh, not ramble and get to the <laughs> fucking point. So uh, with that, uh, let's go to horror game news. So uh, Visage, uh, the game that we talked about in uh, one of our previous uh, podcasts. Don't remember it. Hold. <laughs> Oh, this is Layers of Fear Part 2. So, Layers of Fear Part (laughs) 2. I didn't realize we were recording. (laughs) Burn on the developers of that fucking game. So, uh, yeah, The Visage got successfully funded uh, on Kickstarter uh, with a month to go. So it looks like they have made double what they asked for so far. And they still have got a month to go. So, there's that. Um... (sighs) Hey, man, money to be made in uh, making PT clones. Apparently. Uh, the Walking Dead Michonne's uh, first episode debuts February 23rd, a.k.a. Uh, we're, we're recording this uh, Wednesday, February 24th, if memory serves. Yep. So that came out yesterday. And uh, it looks to be more of a psychological uh, take on... Uh, the aspects of horror that the Walking Dead, uh, the season one and two, the Telltale games, that they didn't really do that. They they went more for uh, trying to tell the story plainly. Uh, there were a few psychological aspects to those um, those episodes, those seasons, but uh, Michonne, especially in the fir- like, they have the first few minutes of it up on there up on youtube and uh yeah it looks she's like hallucinating and seeing her seeing like some kids i don't know if they're her kids or probably probably are um but yeah it's supposed to follow the comic um like the uh not necessarily to a t but follow the same sort of world that the comic t- uh, takes place in not the show so yeah check that out i'm gonna uh I'm not. you're not <laughs> Did I not not do a very good job explaining what that was? No. No, I mean, no, no, you do fine. It just it doesn't. It's not your cup of tea. I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> I've got nothing wrong with the. Well, I mean, I haven't even played The Walking Dead. Uh, That's something that I I hope we uh, we fix. We actually we were going to play uh, The Walking Dead uh, season one because of uh, Black History Month. And The Walking Dead Season 1 is one of the, what, three horror games that stars a black protagonist. Listen to me, if you played, um, we're talking about another game here, um, Layers of Fear, before they updated it, you could look in the mirror and the dude looked black and had mutton chops. And now he he's... I can vouch for that. You can't see his reflection. I don't nope, think in there anymore. No, you do not have he, a reflection You do anymore. see his white hand, so he went from... But yeah, I, I just didn't want to... I didn't I didn't want to do it because it was depressing. It's depressing. The, the, the black people just aren't a thing in... I mean, not only horror games, but just games in general. And, and also... And if they're in there, then they're killed off. And also, I was uh, apparently misremembering uh, one of my favorite uh, horror games that starred a black protagonist, The Suffering, because apparently uh, the protagonist in The Suffering is not black. Uh, he's, I think he's Hispanic. 
Uh, I looked that up because I was researching, uh, trying to find uh, games that featured black protagonists. I think and, I uh, looked that up, and he didn't. Even, he looked. He just looked white. Yeah, me. I don't know why I was misremembering. Well, that. you weren't the only one because um, when I looked at pictures, um, I think I came across some other people who were like, "No, the protagonist in that game is, um, or yeah, the character I, you play anyway is yeah, black." The, and I was like, "No, he, yeah. no he's not." Anyways, you know how we're talking uh, all the time about whether a game's worth it or not, and all the money that goes into you know uh, making games, and if it's worth it to actually like pay for uh, an experience that's like you know two hours etc uh yeah dying light spotlight edition is available it is 10 million dollars and that cost mainly comes from uh, becoming an actor in the upcoming uh dying light movie but i thought it would be funny to talk to you about the fact that that game is 10 million dollars that that cost includes Rachel's making a like imagine someone uh, just sucked in an eternity worth of air and is blowing that air out of their mouth and it's not making any sound. That's what that's what she's doing right now. It it seems um, I'm it seems like an under the table kind of like. Because your your average okay, a gamer is not going to spend ten million dollars on a game. So who is going to spend ten million dollars on that game, and why? Mm-hmm. It sounds rich, shady, right? Rich people who want to star, not star, but be in a movie. Apparently, the person, uh, your whoever gets that uh, game, uh, the Spotlight Edition, also gets acting lessons. Uh, and they get to star as like some fucking character in the, in the in the movie. I don't know. It's it's fucking stupid. I only put it on here because I thought I I knew you were going to make that face, like that <laughs> what the fuck face. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's too rich for our blood. Uh, the Binding of Isaac got rejected from the iOS App Store because Apple said it depicted quote violence against children unquote. <laughs> Well, does it? I haven't played it. You haven't played it. Uh, Binding um, of Isaac is a is basically um, you play as a a baby, uh, in, uh, and <gasps> you're in the basement because your your super religious mom locked you in the basement. Oh, I okay. And it's I know it's what you're a it's a roguelike, and you run around and shoot you <laughs> you shoot tears because you're the baby's sad because he got locked in the basement. And he's crying. So, I mean. <sighs> Fuck Apple. Anyway, uh, Bethesda says that Doom's main campaign uh, will take 13 plus hours to complete. So. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Uh, The Works of Mercy is a Kickstarter campaign that's asking for around $11,000 to make a game where the protagonist is forced to kill people. It takes place in a house where a man has abducted your wife and child. The man calls you and tells you to murder people by bringing them to your house. I watched the trailer for this. It's actually pretty interesting, although on the campaign page they say, like, everyone's doing a PT clone. Well, we're not a PT clone, but the entire game takes place place in your house and uh and scary stuff happens 
Yeah. So anyway, but it does look like an at least it's an interesting take on it. It's not like Layers of Fear. We're, we're harping on Layers of Fear. Uh, but it's not like Layers of Fear where it's just like straight up the formula from PT. This one seems to take that idea of a, uh, a, a set uh, and a, a, a set piece that you don't really deviate too far from. So in this case, a house and you don't leave the house. At least in the trailer, you didn't. Uh, but the, the, the horror comes from dealing with a man who, who's abducted your family on the phone and you're talking to him and he's, he, you're given like prompts. Like he's like, he asks you like, would you kill a person? And you're like, yes, no, maybe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. And uh, you're allowed to answer with all those different various things. But the interesting thing in the trailer, uh, I, I would say, go and watch it. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, what happens is, is um, your the the guy who kidnapped your family tells you to uh, call a hooker, and uh, he says that he's rigged the uh, the tooth uh, toothbrush in your bathroom with an explosive charge, and if someone were to put it in their mouth, it would explode. Which is like, okay, how'd they get that? But I think it might be remote, and then he's got cameras all over your place because apparently he hooked those up while you were knocked out. Lethal weapon too. There you go. But um. But yeah, so apparently you're supposed to call a hooker and then they ask you like, okay, well, what kind of hooker do you want? And it's like, okay, who do I want to kill? You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting. It sounds sick. It is sick. That's a lot of, that's the area that horror games tend to mess around with. But yeah, there's some that are just like, I don't know. Is that entertaining? I'm, I mean, not for me, no. No, not for me either. It was interesting though. I will say that. Anyways, so um, from now on, we're going to talk about your favorite subject, because there was a ton of news about uh, Hideo Kojima this week and last week, because we didn't podcast the last week. So we're going to talk about your favorite subject, Silent Hill. Mm. So the first uh, hot off the cold off the presses is that Cliff Blazinski, uh, known for his work with uh, Gears of War, was offered by Hideo Kojima to work on a new Silent Hill game. But get this, he declined, saying that, uh, quote, I would have fucked up Silent Hill, unquote. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't... I don't know what Kojima was thinking with that one. I mean... It's interesting that his head is in that... It was in that space, I should say. Because <laughs> Silent Hill is, is dead. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. I I know a lot of people wanted to play a full game, but then again, that might be the jaded part talking. Um, I just didn't think it was going to... I didn't think the next Silent Hill game from from him would e- would even be good. The demo was so good because the game does it, it's a it's forty minutes and you're in a hallway. You have you have that limited amount of space to just like make it good and perfect it. Um, I don't know his. It, yeah, and if Metal Gear Solid Five is a testament, it, it's Metal Gear Solid Five uh, speaks to what you're saying because that was one of the main criticisms for the game, is that uh, they had all of these open spaces but they didn't really feel curated like the previous metal gear games were they they didn't they because they went for an open world thing they didn't have the ability to really 
create a specific experience that you, that and tell a specific story in a way that's very grounded. They they had to sort of be flexible with their areas and that meant that you know sometimes you walked into an area that was kind of bland and nothing really happened and it was just so yeah no totally um that's one of the great th- the great things about using a limited space is that you can spend time with it perfect it mm-hmm. really work on the graphics too because that was one of the best things about pt but uh but yeah no totally uh so yeah uh blazinski is probably more of a testament to the fact that I think Kojima wanted to take things in a more action-oriented ro- oriented route at a certain point. Um, Blazinski's good with making sort of action horror. Gears of War is a testament to that. Um, Blazinski's, uh, I, I was reading more about him because this was like, this came out of like left field. I was like, what the fuck? But I read more about him. Uh, one of his favorite games is Resident Evil 4, which you know, knowing Gears of War, it's like, that totally makes sense. Mm. And uh, it seems to me that maybe Kojima wanted to do, you know, something more along the lines of action horror at a certain point. You know, he did the psychological shit really, really well. But, you know, when you have a full game like that, there was a lot of criticism at the time when Silent Hills was actually a project that was real. And uh, there was a lot of criticism that uh, he couldn't do it. You know, you can't do a full game, like a full experience, with just, you know, the the psychological aspects of PT. And, mm-hmm. you know, layers of fear can definitely point at the flaws of trying to do a full, a quote-unquote full game like that. Yeah. So anyways, uh, more Silent Hill news. Uh, Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro uh, talked quite a bit about, uh, their hor- uh, about horror in general in their DICE 2016 keynote. Uh, some of their talk may reflect on the game they seem to be working on together. Uh, including a part where Kojima mentioned being interested in a, quote, different, unquote, type of VR horror game. This is really interesting because back when, again, Silent Hills was a real project that was being worked on, one of the things that I noticed is that Guillermo del Toro has this love affair with virtual reality and VR software and all that good stuff. And, um, I mean, part of it, it's like, is, is in, you can see bits and pieces of it in, uh, Pacific Rim where the, you know, the main, uh, protagonists operate giant robots using kind of sort of alternate reality VR gear, kind of a little bit. I don't know. That might be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah. That's a stretch, I think. But it, suffice it to say, the Guillermo del Toro is, yeah, there, he, he loves VR. So, um. Uh, here's what uh, Kojima said. Oh, and where I was going with that is because he was working on it, there was a lot of suspicion that maybe Silent Hills would, it would be uh, VR. It would be uh, on Project Morpheus because that's what P- uh, the that's what Sony is working on right now, uh, trying to perfect their uh, Project Morpheus uh, VR kit for uh, retail. I haven't heard much news about it though. But anyway, here's what Kojima said about uh, the VR horror stuff. He said, let's say you put the VR headset on and there are a lot of people here, people you're not familiar with. You're not being told who you are, why you're there. That alone is scary. That alone makes you want to look away. For example, when you look away, you can have someone come into the room. You don't need to explain anything. That's something completely different. That alone is so interesting, the possibility of creating that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that he's thinking out of the box with this sort of VR tech stuff, especially 
considering what it might say to whatever game him and Del Toro seem to be working on. Speaking of which, uh, so far we know that Kojima is working on a PlayStation 4 exclusive game, but uh, that may turn into a franchise uh, that he talked about. He talked about recently. He specifically mentioned uh, possibly expanding into anime. He also said figures, too. So uh, We also know that Del Toro will, quote, do whatever the fuck Kojima wants, unquote. Uh, also, Kojima met with Norman Reedus and updated him on his company. So I I don't know what the... F- I can't take anything that is happening with <clears throat> Kojima... Seriously, like, I don't know if I don't know if it's a if it's a public relations like charade. I don't I don't. Uh, I mean, to he, me, that's what it looks like. He messed with us in the past. I think that because Del Toro seems to still be on board, that you know, there this project is probably going to have something, some horror al- aspects, some horror elements. He definitely talked about horror for VR. So he's interested in creating some sort of quote-unquote horror uh, thing. Um, we just uh, he, he specifically said that he will not work on something like PT again, though. Because he himself admits that the market is inundated with PT clones at this point. So, yeah, he, he sort of realizes that he let the genie out of the bottle with that one. And uh, it's running amok. Um but, you know, I, any good creator worth his salt doesn't stick to one idea, you know, mm-hmm. his or her salt, I should say. Sure. <laughs> Anything else to add? No? <laughs> no. Give a fuck about us. <laughs> no, I don't. No, that's not. I mean, that's not it. That's not it. Whatever, Hide- I I don't I don't follow this guy Hideo Kojima. <laughs> I follow him. I literally follow him. <laughs> he sounds just like he's a fucking attention whore, okay? To me, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't care. Have you seen his I, beard? I naturally, that makes me. He he has a beard though. It's pretty good. He has a beard now. Well, beards are cool. So yeah, they are. Go fucking beard. go. I'm scratching my beard. You're telling me to go? Okay, uh, bye. No, no. <laughs> go on. That's the news. Is that the news? That's the news. <laughs> That's the news. Good night. <laughs>
by a soda machine only for it to suck again because he turns into this big black dark thing with giant fucking scissors that chases after this stupid girl in her high heels. And it's... Did you like the main character? <laughs> Did you like the protagonist? I don't even know how to sum it up. The <laughs> She's a... Uh, I mean, she's... She's... Well... Her. <laughs> That's probably make, why she can't run. She's make, She's motioning to her chest. She has giant knockers. <laughs> bigger they, than her fucking head. They literally knock. And As she runs, you hear... I can't understand how she's running with those in high heels. Well, that's the thing. She's actually not running. She's more like... Nope. <laughs> prancing... Yeah, she. I've Down. seen people online comment that uh, she looks like she just shit herself, and she's like, although oh yeah, although like to she... me it looks like she's really, really got a shit, and she's like turtling, and she's trying her best to keep it in while yeah, also like, run while, to the, yeah to the bathroom. So she's like kind of, but yeah, yeah, no, that that dress is like a fucking. It's like a vice grip. It's just shoving her tits up, and it's. You can watch, uh, like, as they really spent a lot of time on her tits, which is funny because they're so, like, not realistic. They they literally look like just water sacks. And it's, <laughs> it's like someone who had no idea what, how tits work like, it, like how tits work in real life or has no firm grasp. Judging get it firm grasp of human anatomy. amount of giant fucking tits we see in video games it it, it, it would indicate to me that there's a surprising amount of men out there who don't know how tits work maybe I've never touched a tit maybe I've never seen a tit you know i um in real life i my uh my bachelor's is in fine art and in order to get that in college i had to do a a drawing class and uh for one uh one project we worked on uh, it was a live nude uh, of this woman and uh, we had to draw it upside down. And what happened was we, I, I drew it and I got it done and I gave it to the, the teacher. And she called me in into her office after, after the class was done. And she was like, you did, I'm not just tooting my horn, but uh, she was like, you did such a great job drawing this woman's breasts. And, I, and she was like, I say that because every fucking person in all of my classes just draws round fucking tits. They're, they're just like perfectly fucking spherical. And it's ridiculous. And she was like, thank you for being one of the only people to actually realistically draw breasts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, that always sticks with me. Every t- anytime I like see like breasts like that in games, it's just like, holy shit. Just fucking like look at classical art. It's not like, you know... It's not hard. Just draw fucking... Ah, God damn it. Whatever. Anyway, Nightcry. Um, hey, did you know that this game is made by Hifumi Kono? Uh, creator of the Clock Tower series? And that it is... Uh, the director is the same director as The Grudge, Takashi Shimizu. And you know that lovely uh, scissor, scissor man? Scissorman? Mm-hmm. That we saw? Mm-hmm. He was done by Masahiro Ito, the creature designer for Silent Hill. So here's the thing about Nightcry. I am really interested in playing this game. 
but not for any good reason. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because uh, there's sort of a a kind of a, a crisis happening in the horror fan community right now about whether or not they wasted their money on this shit. I will say right now, this game does not look good. If you are not interested in B-movie horror schlock, abandon ship. Do not get this game. It looks terrible, which is really sad because of such uh, because of the talent behind it. But also that uh, a lot of horror game fans seem to have th- thought that this was going to be like a true return to form for the uh, survival horror genre. They were kind of hoping that these guys would be able to do something that really like sort of punched uh, through uh, the current game uh, uh, library, be able to say something that none of those games could and sort of bring back the allure of what classic survival horror games were. But <laughs> basically, they're like, you're not a true horror game fan if you don't support this Kickstarter. And I didn't support it. And now the alpha's out, and it's a hot steaming pile of shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. I kind of want to say I told you so, but uh, <laughs> uh, I am interested in playing this game, though. It looks amazing yeah. in terms of a ridiculous quality. Like, I legitimately love the guy getting sucked into the soda machine. I love that. I love it. But everything else, <laughs> including the eye in the beaker... Yeah, when your like, goal f- is when everything everything was over the top, and so eventually you're going to come across something that's, like, funny. Like, because the dude just standing there at the counter, like, cutting the dress over the top. The dude with the drinking the beaker of water with the eyeball in it over the top. And then you have the dude getting sucked into the... over the top. You're eventually going to come across something that's, like, funny, but... Yeah. Um... It seems like a fun game to make fun of on a stream. Yes, agree. So Um, gift it to us when it comes out. Thanks in advance. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know what you're thinking, right off the bat. Uh, Firewatch, not a horror game. Well, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, we chose to do Firewatch more because it's a thriller, uh, more in the vein of Oxenfree. Because Oxenfree wasn't. We did Oxenfree earlier in another podcast, and Oxenfree wasn't really a horror game necessarily, but it was a thriller. And I think that horror, you know, it's it's messier than just you know, just the, the box that people put around it. Oh, is there blood? Do, 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 are there jump scares? <laughs> no, it's it's messier. It goes all around. And there are definite thriller and horror elements in Firewatch. And that's why we're talking about it. Also because it's controversial and a lot of people seem to be split on whether it's a good game or not. I honestly haven't really talked to uh, you, Rachel, Mm-mm. about our thoughts on it. So uh, I'm going to come right out and say it. 
I really liked the game. I really liked the game. I thought it was really well done. And I like the ending. That's right. You heard it here first. I like the ending. I'm saying this in the spoiler-free version of this podcast because you have probably, if you're even interested in Firewatch, you've probably heard that the ending is weird. Well, I'm here to tell you it's fine. People are making much ado about nothing. Play it. Come up with your own theories. Come up with your own uh, impressions. But it is a definite, it is definitely worth trying. That's where I'm coming from. Okay, my turn. Yep. Um, I will say that it's worth playing. I played it in one sitting, which is, I mean, I just don't, oh my god. I don't, how, I don't, I think I was playing it like four or five hours. Um, you were watching me. I think you even fell asleep. You fell asleep and I continued to play. Okay. So that's, sig- that's significant for me because it is. I just don't, I don't, I can't, I can't play that anymore. Firewatch is what many would call a walking simulator, which is just shitty person speak for games that focus more on the experience and uh, the environment. Although it, the, it, the experience. So anything that's not Firewatch doesn't have, doesn't focus on the experience either. No, but they're more. I mean, the, the, the game, the game itself that you're going to play is. I, I think it's fine to call it a walking simulator. That, I that's think that what there's it a, is. It, I would agree with that, but there is sometimes when people say that. I mean, the the term w- uh, was coined by jerks trying to uh, uh, basically um, make fun of a game for focusing more on story and uh, trying to get you to experience the you know, more uh, trying to form a more what's the word I'm looking for experiential experience that's kind of weird I don't know if that but yeah I mean uh, games like uh, Gone Home have had that walking simulator uh, sort of uh, tag attached to it and uh, while true it is also kind of like well yeah but it's more about the walking you know it's you know and it's just a weird thing and i i don't know maybe i'm looking too much into it no i mean you're probably not i mean it, it sounds about right i imagine a bunch of hardcore gamers are like meant it in a, a, a negative sense kind of walking simulator but at the same time it's also a pretty accurate description of it i can play other games that have a heavy focus on the story but yet also have combat, also have puzzles, you know, things that make up a game. So I don't I don't mind calling something like this or exp- especially Layers of Fear where they like guide you forward. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, that's it's what it is. It's a walking simulator. It's this. Yeah, I don't know. 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 Take off. Just make sure you edit all my I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think I'm going to leave him in. Nope. Don't. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. Nope. But yeah, uh, what it is is uh, basically a uh, highly stylized uh, first-person, uh, I was going to say shooter, but first-person walker, I guess they would say, uh, that uh, revolves around a man who has just taken a job 
as a forest ranger. Yeah, I guess. And uh, basically, he's he's in a tower. It's his job to stay in the tower and talk to a fellow forest ranger or a fire watcher, uh, Delilah. And uh, they together go on uh, various uh, adventures. Well, more like just your character while Delilah talks to you on a walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, things get quickly kind of wacky. And uh, yeah, there is a raccoon. There's a raccoon. I, I, you get to, you, you get to, um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but you get to take pictures. <laughs> is that a spoiler? <laughs> I mean, you can, you can like screenshot shit. So like, no. Like, so, uh, what I'm saying is that can be misinterpreted, but yes, you do spoilers, get a camera <laughs> And spoilers, it has film in it, and spoilers, (laughs) you can use that film to create pictures. No, it's not really a spoiler. It's like saying, oh, you've got a walkie-talkie in the game. It's like, yeah. All right. (laughs) But spoiler, you're on a walkie-talkie the entire game. Uh, Which is cool how they do the talking, though. I mean, it's certainly weird when you have to press shift when, you know, you and me are so used to hitting shift oh, to run. Wait a minute, shut the fuck up. The voice acting in this game was fucking good. It was really fucking good. It was good. good. It was and really good. I really liked Del- it. I don't know if this is true or not, but Delilah, the voice actress for Delilah, reminds me of the lady in Soma. Like, oh. she sounded like the lady in Soma. And I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, Another game we need to talk about. I don't know if it's her or not. So y'all find that out for me, okay? Um, but it sounds like her. <laughs> it's not like we have access to the internet and could literally look it up right <laughs> yeah, now as I'm looking up. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do that. Thing. Uh, <laughs> nah. Well, <laughs> the, the, both, because um, you hear two people talk. You hear two people talk the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude you're playing, a big burly bear of a man, and mm-hmm. Delilah. Delilah, I love her. And uh, they both do a great job. They really but do. They, it's it's the way that they bring out the character through the dialogue that has you like sucked into the game. Well, it was like that for me. Character development? You don't say. Uh. uh no, I just meant the the voice acting was good. Oh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, there's really not much else you can talk about without spoiling some some bits of the game. Like, I really don't want to talk too much about the intro because that's like that was done. It was surprising to me. Like, I it was done really well. Uh, a lot of this game is just done very well. It fits, and uh, we could talk more about the themes and stuff that come into play uh, during the spoiler uh, version of this, but. Again, I you know <laughs> kind of started this off weird, but uh, yeah, no, it totally. I would one hundred percent urge you to uh, play this game. Firewatch is really good, and even if for some reason you know whether you like the ending or not, doesn't matter. I think we can all agree that the experience of getting to that point was worth it. It was worth it. Um. How how much is the game? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> and that is literally why I just opened up Chrome and I typed steampowered.com and Firewatch. I'm I'm going to guess. Okay, ready? I'm not looking at the screen. Okay. You look at the screen. 
I'm going to guess 1999. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So um, yeah, 20 bucks. Rachel would be all over that shit if it were $5. Oh. I think it's more than 5. Oh, wow. But uh, like 20? Is it worth 20? I don't I don't know. With that said, it's actually exceptionally good. But you know, it's also a short game, and if it's not good, you know, it, it's not like the the story is not convoluted. The story is very short, so you know, it's when it's short, it's easier to be good. So it should be good. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not impressed. I am. It's, but you know, there was a recent. Uh, you keep making me play schlock. So, for, so Firewatch compared to all this other, all this other indie bullshit is like exceptional as fuck. But I don't know if it's. Oh, well, correct me if, if I'm wrong, true. but I think Firewatch is indie. Well, that's what I figured. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, there was a recent news story uh, that made the rounds. Um, there was a uh, kind of a hullabaloo on the Firewatch Steam uh, forum, Steam boards. I'm pretty sure it was there. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But uh, one a, a person who played Firewatch uh, played through the game. They liked it. They said the ending was really good. They they were they were a fan of it. But they wanted to see if they were sort of thinking out loud, and they were like, maybe I should just return the game, even though I liked it. And get my 20 bucks back because it was short. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, it's not something that I would personally do, but it is, it is really short and it's 20 fucking dollars. Yeah, but so I'm that... not, I'm just saying that I'm not surprised that that's, that thought's going to go through someone's head. Yeah. I'm not saying he, that I would do it. The guy came around and was like, when one of the people who, one of the developers came in into the, into the uh, discussion and said like, look, this is. This is weird. Like, if you like the game, then help pay for your experience and so that we can do it again. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, at least that's what I heard. I don't know if that has changed at all. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just fucking ridiculous to me that, like, you could say that about a game that you that he said, or he or she, I don't fucking know who it was, said that was a good experience and they liked it. Like, pay for it then. If you like it, pay for it. I get if your complaint was that it cost too much and the game was like $60. That's fucked up. But if you fucking had a, a good experience and it was around the length of a movie for the same price as a, like a Blu-ray, come on, you know? Or like wait until Steam is on puts it on sale, which will fucking happen at some point. I, I don't think that comparing prices to different types of media is... I'm just trying to make some sort of a comparison here to get people to realize that, like, what you're saying is ridiculous. Like, it's insane. Like, or you we liked the fucking game. Developers to maybe realize that we are used to playing something that you put in a lot of fucking hours. So maybe make your games fucking longer instead of going, oh, there's a story you want to tell. Let's put it in the form of a fucking game. How about this? I got an idea. Write a fucking book. <laughs> Option is a fucking movie. But, you know, when you make a game, you know, we're used to putting in 20, 30, 40 fucking hours. You realize that what you're saying is basically saying, fuck narrative gameplay. 
fuck stories and games. We can just make those into books. We can just make those into films, which is not the case. You can create and craft a different experience in a game than you can with a movie or a book. Yeah, I know, because I play games that are like that, that have a narrative focus. Those are the, those are the games I prefer, and yet I can still get 40 plus fucking hours in them. The, the narrative focus phrase irks me, because Witcher yeah, is narrative focus, but it, they, they knew that they were just like any piece of fucking entertainment. If it's a song, you go... Okay, well, we need to put good lyrics in here. Wait, no, we don't, because it's a fucking song. So we can sit here and put in a popping fucking beat, have it climb the fucking charts. People are going to dance their asses out to it on the street. The lyrics can, you know, whatever. You have a fucking movie, and it follows, like, your, you know, your formula. And it's like, well, yeah, we could put, like, heavy themes in here, you know, and get people thinking. But actually, no, you don't, because it's still a fucking movie. It's still just a fucking story. It's the same with... Like your video games, I I can play Dragon Age, which is heavily fucking narrative focused with tons of fucking dialogue. But guess what? Like, you know, in Dragon Age Origins, you have as crazy as it fucking sounds, considering how long the game is, you have an equal amount of like dialogue and combat. So I would say that Dragon Age is a narrative focused game. I would call something like Firewatch like narrative only. Because that's, you know, I think it's just the phrase like narrative focus. That's like, no, I get those it. games have existed before these types of games became a thing. I get it. It's just the, uh, it's more like the, uh, well, it's like how I have a thing for uh, walking simulators, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, that describes it, but that's not all that it is. So, yeah, I get it. So, Rachel, hmm. I get a sneaking suspicion that you'd probably recommend Firewatch. I do recommend Firewatch. I do as well. Then I think we can leave it on that. Spoilers. This is spoilers. We're in spoiler town. For Firewatch. Population, us and you. Mm-hmm. Firewatch, spoiler city. Uh, I am the mayor, Bob, and uh, I just want to say that uh, fuck the haters. <coughs> and the gang. Shit. Shit. Jinx, soda. What was that? I'll take a Sprite, please. Kind of like a shiver. Because <laughs> I won. tried Sprite, it hurt you. Every, yeah, it's true. Soda, me and Soda don't. That's because yeah. Soda's we, a... We quit Soda and we try to I quit it. Soda years ago, but it, that's what makes it... We're talking about Soda right now. Feel free to stick this in the podcast or not, but let's, let's talk about Soda for a minute. The popular horror game Soda. Soda is not anything anyone should be drinking. If you're drinking right now, stop because it's full of shit, but... But they've good. got some really good flavors for uh, Mountain Dew Kickstart. Drinking soda now. I just after tried watermelon. Just not it was nuts. buying it. There was a point in my life where, and I feel like I was 
the, the typical American probably just consumes like cans of fucking soda like every day. And I, that would be me. And then I, I uh, got woke, hashtag woke, stay woke. Um, realized soda is terrible for you. Quit drinking it. It was like years ago. But, same, same. you know, so it just, it tastes like candy now. So it's like, you know, once a month I get like a, the, what, the, the little 12 ounce. The little, yeah, and they sell them all like tiny now and that's or great. The 12 ounce or 16 ounces, I think. I, I don't know. It feels in between. Anyway. I'm just happy they got smaller serving sizes because everything is fucking huge. Everything is fucking huge. They had the sucks. mini size at Starbucks <laughs> for like a little while and it was great. That was the perfect mm-hmm. size. Yeah. But now they're all gone and motherfucker. Anyway. Sometimes, depending on which Starbucks you go to. So uh, we watched some fires and, uh, there are a lot of metaphors at play, and not everyone likes metaphors. So, uh, right off the gate, um, I, I fucking <laughs> like the game. I like a lot of what it does. Um, it's very similar to, uh, uh, what was the name of that fucking horror game? God damn it, we were just talking about it. Uh, the one where it's like, uh, 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 a fucking... We were just talking of, about not it? just now. Uh, the dot love, uh, I don't know how to say that. It's some Russian fucking word, but the not love pass incident. Uh, oh, Colot? Colot, thank you. Yeah, Colot. It's, it plays a lot like Colot where it's like, it's you, your map, your compass, and good luck. Uh, I say it has those things in common, but I don't say it plays a lot like Colot or however you pronounce it, because that's all you do in Colot. But in this game, you're actively throughout the entire game talking to another character. True, which is great. And um, it's not a matter of like, you know, trying to use your map and compass to figure out where you are and where to go. It is if you play with your location off on the map, which I have heard significantly increases uh, the uh, immersion for the game, which, you know, I don't know. I think that would have just added a few, maybe an hour onto the game. Immersion? That otherwise wow. wouldn't have been there. I, I feel like I would just be like, where am I? Where am I? Where? Is that immersion? Yeah. That's immersion. No, just because. Immersion is another, is a synonym for annoyance. No, shit. I mean, it's just because you suddenly would like, well, no, but like, bro, if like you were in the forest, like, you know, like you wouldn't know where you're at. That doesn't mean that the game is suddenly more immersive now. It just means it's fucking harder to play. And this no, is a four-hour to... fucking game, so why would you even want to do that? See, that's the and that's the great thing about Colot is that it's perfect because that's the feeling that they're trying to go for. This feeling yeah, of like you're Colot fucking lost, or whatever. Yeah, and which but is heavily, Firewatch. heavily horror-oriented. Whereas Firewatch, not so much. Really narrative-driven. Is that better? Not narrative-focused, narrative-driven. Uh, and so that way, um, Rachel just shifted her eyes. <laughs> Like, I'm a goddamn idiot. It's got a anyway. story in it. No, you're not. No, idiot. but like, um, so, yeah, anyway, we're harping on this too much. I really like the game, the story, uh, the the stuff with your your wife was really. So, so okay, so let's let's talk about it for a minute. You The game starts off where you are, and this is something hilarious happened to me when I started, this, uh, started the game off. You, you are getting Henry. in a truck. You're, you're playing a dude named Henry. You're getting in a truck. You're about to go to your new job. And um, in the beginning of the game, as a form of um, exposition, a creative form, I would say, of exposition, um, you, the, how do you, there are like cards that come up and, and tell you something that, that you did in your past and you get to choose between one or two options, mm-hmm. which, 
don't play a significant role in the game. I think it's just mm-hmm. a way for them to, I think just a way, I edit this so that I don't say I think it's just a way five times. Uh, I think it's just an interesting way of, a smart way of exposition. Basically telling you your character's history without um, dumping it in an artificial way in the game. Though I think that honestly, because you are talking with Delilah throughout the game and she asks you things about your life, um, that they actually didn't even need to have that beginning. They really, in my opinion, they didn't because you end up telling Delilah, you know, what happened with your past anyway. And what you do with, because essentially you're married Mm. And your wife has um, early onset. early onset Alzheimer's, I think, yes. right? Um, and so she just, you know, you can't really take care of her, so she's living with her family in well, Australia. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, you try to, you have the option to try to take care of her in either a home or on your own, which I think both of us tried to take care take care of her. Oh, on right. Our own. So, well, either way, she's either in a home or at her at her parents. I think regardless, she get, her parents come and take her. So, regardless, you can't deal with her anymore. You're not right. taking care of her anymore. Yes, yes. She and, is a quote different person. And after she leaves, I I think you decide to take this job. Yes, and that's where the game starts off. You you are it's your first day at your new job, and you meet. Essentially your boss, I guess. Yep, Delilah. Delilah, who's in another watchtower. No, she's totally your boss. They they tell you that, yeah. It's... And you never meet her, by the way. Nope. And uh, that's something I'd like to talk about for a little bit. Um, some games just, they're, they're, I don't know if it's, if they're afraid to, or if they just do not have the staff or the ability to uh, show people. Like, I've played so many fucking indie games where they're, the graphics are great. Everything's great, but they will not show. They will go out of their way to not animate a human talking or a person in the game. I get that it's really fucking hard, but at this point, it's like ridiculous. When when I actively see that you're shying away from like showing someone talking to you, it's just it's kind of ridiculous. Um, Firewatch is kind of like that. Because they had animators. They have really good animators. I love the fact that you can see yourself walking. You can look down and see your fucking feet. I love that. I love that you can see yourself picking stuff up with your own arms. Messing around. You can pick stuff up with your arm and twist it around. I love that. It really helps for the immersion. But the problem comes when... Oh, shit. That was That was quick. Yeah. It was just like... That dude booked it. Oh my god. Anyway, but um, but yeah, like when the game actively shies away from showing you Delilah, I knew that they were going to do that right from the beginning because they were fucking avoiding like the thing with um the the two things that hinted to me that they were not going to show Delilah regardless was uh the the thing the scene at the lake with the kids, which by the way, really funny if you take the boombox and throw it in the lake. That I love that their their reaction is just amazing, especially when the other girl is like, "Yeah, fuck you." It was really weirdly done. Anyway, but um, 
thought but it was yeah. great just because it's so funny. Yeah, we, we both laughed. I, yeah. But um, yeah, there was a scene at the lake, uh, that scene at the lake, the, the two girls, the fact that you can zoom in and they're just like silhouettes was like, oh, they're not, they don't, I don't know if it's just like lack of confidence or what. But then the scene with, where uh, you see the fuck, uh, the, the guy, which, whose name I, I forget, the, the, um, the dad of uh spoiler then again we're in we're in spoiler territory yeah i'm mayor of spoiler town usa basically you see a silhouette of a of a dude of course in this con i mean i see what you're saying but the thing with delilah whereas the other non-essential characters the father of the kid i can't remember I think it was Brian. Yeah, yeah, we go. It's Brian. No, you're you're right. It's Brian. You start with a B, but I yeah. wanted to say Billy, but I was like, that's not What's... that's not right. I think that what you're trying to say is that they avoided um, putting Delilah in just because of the the difficulty or whatever. But um, as far as the 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 theme of the story, um. I, I think they did it on, on purpose and it works better this way. And the reason why I, I say that I think they did it on purpose is because Ned and the two girls are, you can actually see them even if it's just their figures, but Delilah, you never see any fucking indication of her. You can actually zoom in on the tower in the game on her tower. And there's not even a fucking shadow of her, um, which I was surprised to, um, and honestly, wish they, they would have done that, but um, and, and, and it, it's, it's made best too, because you get to go to her, you get to go to her tower and she's not even there. You just see like her shirt and the drawing that she did of you and like some clothes, like there's just like this shadow of her. I think they did that for a reason. Cause it, it to me, especially in my playthrough where I was like, Hey girl, and she was like, "Hey boo." Yeah, we it, like it cannot be stressed that Rachel was in like, love with this girl. <laughs> I loved Delilah. I was my 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 wife was dead to me basically. Um, you it it felt like some. <laughs> I I would imagine it, I got okay. How do I say this? I got the impression. <laughs> Like, it, it was like some sort of online relationship, but mm-hmm. like online only in that you never see this person, but you guys are like dating, you know what I mean? Mm. And then you just kind of, you're done. At, at least for her anyway, she was like, done. Yeah, I kind of got that impression at the end when she was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come visit. And it's like, and even Henry was like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, it it was interesting because before you get to the part where you guys are like, I can't remember exactly what she said to me, but I was like, you know, I I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I would love to do that with you. And she was like, yeah, you know, I can, fuck, I can't remember. Basically, she was sitting on me and like, I'm like, I think it faded to the next scene and like we totally did it on the walkie talkies you know what I'm saying like, oh yeah I, think yeah, I laid yeah. on no, my no, cot no, 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 and then just like yeah she was like fucking drunk sexed it on that the was, walkie that was when uh, the fire started and you guys are trying to figure out what to name the fire and uh well, that's right she was like yeah. oh I really wish I was over there and you were like oh yeah me too she was like oh the things I could do over there and yeah like, oh. how did I forget that and so... you could have you had the choice of whether to be quiet or say what would you do oh yeah and i and totally rachel was totally that. like um 
<laughs> fucking describe that <laughs> in vivid detail. Yeah. Also, they're not very far away. Like, she could totally, like, trek down there and, like, take, like, half an hour. Dude, just... she leaves, like, one time during the entire fucking game. And that's when she's just like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, right. go go to the yeah, shit, that fucking tree and get that other walkie-talkie. Yeah, shit really hits the fan. And that's when she decides to, like, go out and, like, fucking actually do something. But, yeah. No, uh, are you saying that... Um, Firewatch might be uh, using metaphors. <gasps> hmm. Yes. That, are you saying that maybe, maybe there's some aspect of Delilah's relationship that is reflecting on uh, uh, Henry's relationship with his wife in that there is a woman there that he loves, but he does not see. I don't, I mean, I guess depending on how you play. Because you could not love or love. I mean, in, in in my playthrough, I actually was like, "Yo, you should." Yeah, you were totally fucking in love. But uh, here's the thing: <laughs> I my my playthrough kind of went that way anyway. I wasn't. I didn't go so far as to take off my fucking wedding ring. By the way, Jesus. But I, there was a certain point when I got to that point where it was like, "Holy shit, she's kind of dead." I here's the deal: I didn't. I didn't actually take off the wedding ring. A scene loaded and I noticed it on the desk. So yeah. I guess my 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 dialogue choices had led me to that point. But I would just like to state for mm. the record that despite the fact that I was like, yo, Delilah Bay, we need to meet, we need to hook up, you need to come move in with me, we need to make out. I did grab my picture and my ring before I left to get on that helicopter. I did not leave it there. That's true. I would have done that had I known that you could do that. But, yeah, I wasn't paying attention at that point. I was like, um, there's a fucking fire. I got to get out of here. <laughs> also, I was like, wait, why didn't he didn't take it off before? Why would he take it off now? Anyways, I don't even know if, like, maybe my dialogue options made it so that I didn't put that stuff there. But anyways, um, yeah, their relationship is really interesting. I really like both of their characters. I like how flawed both of them are, but I also like that, you know, I really liked uh, sort of uh, right, at the bat, right off the bat, Del- uh, Delilah was like, hey, so what's fucking wrong with you? <laughs> no one no one who takes this job is yeah, fucking straight in the head. It's funny because I found her um, fucking annoying, actually, with that bit of dialogue. And oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. When and I then answered when you her, I was, I was being like heavily dismissive, but then she apologizes to me um, and tells me that she was drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. Um, I also like the uh, the little notes between the two uh, uh, other, what are the, I almost said camp counselor, the other two fire watchers, uh, the, the uh, uh, I don't know, I'll just call them fire watchers. It was yeah. kind of a stupid name, but. Most rangers or something. Yeah, the rangers. Uh, their relationship was interesting. Did you uh, read uh, all of those notes? Mm-hmm. So you got to the part where you realized that uh, uh, one of them was, uh, uh, one of them kind of liked the other one. I got that vibe. That was sad. And then he like wrote like with his uh, girlfriend or something, and he was just like, Ugh. anyway, that's sad to think about. So let's stop thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> so the the um, the the, the narrative kind of goes in an interesting way. Um, uh, right off the bat, like I was getting vibes that the game was going to do some sort of a twist, and. Um, I about halfway through, I kind of figured out what the twist might be, 
And I was like, I really hope it doesn't, it, I really hope it doesn't do that because the story that it's trying to tell is more down to earth. It's more nuanced. It's about, it, it's, it's not about a twist. It's about like the fucking nuances of dealing with tragedy. You know, it's about just those fucking humanity and trying to talk about, uh, trying to speak to that, that the sort of the, the stuff that people don't really talk about when it comes to like shitty how shitty life can be really but um uh the the twist that i thought that was going to happen was um because they were setting up uh delilah and um what's his wife's name oh julie jules Jules. yeah julia and uh so what i thought the twist might be is that julia was really dun 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 Delilah and that the um the entire thing was basically just a metaphor for the fact that Julia was uh, becoming a different person and that Delilah was actually that person and that's why I think you've played too many Silent Hill games I've, I've played too many <laughs> I've played Silent Hill 2 too many times yeah that's there you go but yeah that's where I thought it was gonna go and then they started teasing the whole stuff with like the government watching them and stuff and it was just like I, you know, none of that I was taking very seriously and I was kind of hoping that they didn't go that route. So that's why when the ending was as subtle and nuanced as it was, I was like, oh, I can appreciate this. Thank Um, you. Thank you for not having a fucking Shyamalan goddamn twist in your fucking shit. Don't feel like you have to, you have to have that stuff because I think it was more effective. Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it depends because they set you up for it. A twist. Oh yeah, they totally do. Yeah, and so because of that, but the twist it feels. Let me finish. No. It feels anticlimactic. So even though it it it's focused on the theme with with the 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 death of the boy, it it's very there is no this for me. There's no typical Uncle We're, Mountain. There's kind a podcast, of, so you got to describe that. Um, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it's your typical. It's your rise in rising action. action yeah. Um, denouement, denouement. Well, I mean, there was a rise in action, but it was the the, the twist of the story where it it had you thinking that there was a conspiracy of sorts going on when in actuality, well, I mean, actually there was, technically. Well, no, actually, technically, it wasn't a conspiracy, but but it was a dude trying to throw you off. Yes, that's the whole, that's the point. Like, people say that the game doesn't have a twist, but I say that the the twist, there is a twist. It's that there is no twist. It doesn't have a fucking twist. Right. Which, for me, was slightly disappointing, but nowhere near enough for me to say... To someone not to play the game because despite the fact that when I, I don't, I don't even know why this was, but like, I just didn't really care about that boy's disappearance. (laughs) I was more focused on my interaction with Delilah and, uh, which, I mean, you could maybe try to get something out of that. Yeah. You know, why? Why was I more focused on that? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that when I got to that part and I realized, oh, that's the climax. It just didn't. It didn't feel like one for me. Uh, it was like, wah, wah, wah. um, and what pushed me forward was just kind of that hope 
honestly, even though I knew I wouldn't, but the hope that I would see Delilah. <laughs> and I like, I beg her, I don't know what happened in y'all's playthrough, but I beg her, I'm like, yo, babe, yeah, chill. don't I, get on I, the helicopter. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna stay. And then I get there. And then you go there and she's like, she changes her mind. I fucking lied. I'm on the copter. Yeah, I was uh, in my playthrough. I was like, um, get on that copter. There was a fucking fire. It's but crazy. But you know what? For me. Save yourself. For me, it made going to that tower and not seeing her that much sweeter because like I like I said, like I said earlier, it, it it was just like a shadow of her. Yeah. That that was there like you you were in her you knew that she was there in this place for months. And yeah, it was it was really cool. So I I think that my playthrough was superior. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I, you I, fell in I, love I, with her. I think her. that you're. Su- yeah, but I think that you're supposed to. Well, I, I, mean, I would. I don't. I would imagine a lot of players didn't, and I, and I would say that, that that's why people probably a lot of people feel disappointed because they were so focused on that relationship with mm-hmm. there being the hook of you know that conspiracy looming over them. Right. This does that does not mean that Firewatch was bad in any way though but right. I can see why people were and I mean I was to a little bit but but that's that's the cool thing though I can look back at that and go oh well that ties into the theme though I, I got caught up in this girl you know yeah um and and I mean and here's the deal this this is this says something about me too because in my playthrough I you know you find Ned's um well in everybody's playthrough you find Lair. Ned's lair right but, you know, and I'm updating her with everything that I find. And she gets to the point where she's like, look, I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, like, she's she's fucked up about Brian. And I am still updating her with everything that I find. Just so I can see what she'll say. But she stops talking. And, um. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Uh, thinking of it now i'm kind of in awe of how i played <laughs> i think I, I think i think that falls so hard just, into the theme i just really like the um the visual of the fire i uh, i i got particularly enamored with it when uh, i went to the went to delilah's tower at the end and she's not there and i call her and she's like yeah bad shit happens and you've got to talk to your wife and i was like that's so i like at that moment i was like you know it was it was slowly creeping into my head but the metaphor of the fire sort of really resonated at that point that like the fire you know a fire you can't they can't really do anything with it about it it's it can't be contained and all you can do is just sit and watch it and that's a perfect metaphor for what henry's going through and the disease that's messing with his wife Mm. and how he can't really do anything but watch and uh no he can divorce her ass and move on (laughs) people feel like oh my god now i know what it feels like (laughs) at the end of like your favorite fucking movie and like it's the moment when everything comes together and it was the moment that you realized you love the movie and then you turn around to look at your significant other to see their reaction and they fucking fart. <laughs> Wait, what? 
What? I know. That doesn't really work. No. I just had that visual in my head anyway. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. I, I really, I really like the game. Um, yeah, lots of, even the, even the subtle, the, not subtle, but uh, it was really executed, well executed the credits as well, because then you, you're going through the photos that you took on your camera in reverse order, which is funny because like, what happens if you didn't take any pictures? But I took a few, I forgot that I even it's, had a camera. It's gray squares, I think. Yeah, it's just white squares. But uh, then you take a, you take, you take out the picture of uh, the one that Henry took of himself and then all of the pictures from Brian. It was just nice because it was going in reverse. And mm-hmm. I took all those pictures because uh, Delilah is, Delilah's like, if you really like, you know, uh, Ned's lair, then take a picture of it. And I was like, okay, picture, 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 picture. Yeah, I took so like three. <laughs> it was going through all of those. You took a like two pictures of the raccoon too. Yeah, I did. I got an amazing shot because he looks at the, I, I got it right. He's looking at the camera and Delilah scares him off because she's on the walkie talkie because she, I did not get she that got scene. a word. She, there's two in her goddamn word puzzles. Like pairs, pairs, pairs. So she scares the raccoon off, but I got a shot as he's looking at the camera and he's holding that like can that beer can or whatever so i got ow shit i got a (laughs) perfect shot of this raccoon um yeah uh there's also apparently a uh and we both missed this but uh there's a part when the raccoon jumps out at you and scares the shit out of you uh, you open something. I think it's like some sort of a cupboard or, cupboard or, or a, a, an oven or an old oven or yeah, something. Yeah, it's in that and old... And it jumps um, out at you. Burned the house. Up, yeah, house. And yeah. yeah, I totally didn't get that. I didn't get that. He didn't jump out at me at all. Yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to think of other things that were good about the game. Basically, all of it, really. I just love the idea of having a game where it's all about like what you were saying, gauging someone else's like or hearing someone else's opinions on stuff, you know, and that's what the game is all it it all that's what everything is. You're just walking up to stuff and being like, hmm, I wonder what I should say to Delilah about this. And then you whip out your walkie talkie and you're like, um, I found a field. <laughs> She's like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> or she says something cool. Like, and then the whole thing with the, um, I found panties <laughs> there are two naked girls okay well, why don't you do your fucking job <laughs> yeah that was fun that was fun yeah she got she those fucking has some wit brah those fucking girls man oh they were giant fucking brats they cut your fuck how'd they even what mm-hmm. kids these days mm-hmm Anyways, so yeah, a lot of then people... Then again, maybe it wasn't the teens. No, it was. They actually left you a message. I know, but what if it wasn't the teens? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Because their camp was, you know, yeah, they shit-faced. Was, yeah, yeah. So and I'm they leave a message was... being like, dude, you're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then your, your place is ravaged because uh, of... Ned coming in because there. there's so, an yeah, alarming amount yeah. of of beer cans actually that were um oh, 
well, then I don't, I don't know. But I, I actually, been. actually like that theory better that it was Ned doing that because it was yeah. radio communications, or you know, it was yeah, like, exactly. And, and he uh, wouldn't, he would know. Yeah. Whereas the girls would be like, you know, they would, they wouldn't really they necessarily know. Stupid. They're just little kids. Yeah. 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 No, I like that theory a lot. It's probably what happened. And I, I was just, I just didn't pick up on it. But yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, uh, great game. Really, really good. I think it's worth the twenty bucks we paid. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, Firewatch. There you go. It's a good game. Yeah. I don't know about twenty. Oh my god. <laughs> what is the only game that's like worth sixty dollars to you? Is like fucking Dragon Age. And Listen, no, 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 no. Don't don't get me wrong. There's not a single fucking game that even is. I begrudgingly dish over $60 even for series that I truly love and am a fan of. I, for instance, am in love with Dragon Age and I have to pay $10 for a fucking DLC that lasts like two, three hours. I'm not happy about that. I have to fucking buy it and I have to pay $60 for a video game unless I fucking download it. No, I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I will say... That, like, no, it's great. It's just, damn it, prices on this shit. Like, oh, I mean, it's like, like, if you were 15, I'd be like, no, it's totally dope. Dude, like, yeah, like, it's 15. Like, 14.99, you know, like, 15, even. 14.99, whatever. Um, <laughs> what the hell? It's just, I don't know, because I don't know, I think about, like, we just got, recently got, like, the Resident Evil f- um, remake. 40 bucks. Yeah, but we got two games. Yeah, no, that's what this I mean. two for forty, and you could get plenty of hours in, in both those games. So, um, then again, granted, they're remasters. They're remasters of a remaster. True. <sighs> and they do not, or a remake of a, and they do not remake, run at sixty FPS. <sighs> so, um, someone call the frame rate police because. What the fuck, guys? No 60 FPS in my Resident Evil HD remake? Sucks. <laughs> Anyways, I kid, but I really wanted 60 FPS in that game. I'm kidding, also. Anyways, Firewatch, good. Um, I'm glad we agree that uh, it's worth $60. Good night. <laughs> no fucking way it's worth $60. I can turn on the fucking TV and and get a good vibe from a movie with a thematic element and 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 not pay sixty dollars. Would you it. pay sixty dollars for a movie? Fuck no, I wouldn't pay sixty dollars. Not for even a Interstellar. Movie. No, that's more my sister's. Let's thing. ask her. I have movies that touch me to the core, and I still would not pay sixty dollars okay. for them. Question of the lifetime of the lifetime of a lifetime of, a of lifetime. your lifetime of my lifetime. Okay. Anne of Green Gables, $60. Oh, fuck. It's funny you mention that. <laughs> <laughs> because I love, absolutely adore the, the Canadian TV series of Anne of Green Gables. And you can get the DVDs... They're a decent price, but, like, I haven't bought them yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of the price, so... I mean, I mean, okay. for me, there, there's a limit. I, I'm not the type of person who can just, like... Then again, I'm also poor as fuck. <laughs> so, 
Maybe if I had just a higher disposable income, I wouldn't mind disposing my money on that kind of shit. Right, but... right. Yeah. Costas play a factor. So, anyways. All right. Firewatch. Firewatch, I recommend it if it's fun to play. Just know that it's a short game. Hey again. So, uh, we, uh, finished a game, Layers of Fear, that we, uh, we started a while ago. And, uh, we said we'd update you on it, and, uh, here we are. This is our update, and it's just gonna be a couple minutes. Yep. Because, for me... Hold on. Okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. Incoming. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and, uh, skip this, or, well, turn the podcast off, because I'm gonna put this at the end. Just in case. Spoilers go at the end. Non-spoilers go at the beginning. So Okay, non-spoiler part. Game's fucking stupid. <laughs> Spoiler part. Game's fucking stupid. <laughs> Wait, that's non-spoiler part. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, um, Layers of Fear is, uh, it's really weird. Like, I was, I, was, I was mulling this over on Twitter the other day, and, like, it, it's, it does some of the scares really well. Like... Some of those scares are legit. And, like, I get the idea to r- sort of try and hone the, the what PT started and really kind of craft it. But the problem here is that it's a hollow experience. There's nothing holding it together. Uh, th- and this goes back to our original review. Um, we kind of had misgivings about it and we were hesitant to sort of recommend it or not based on how the story was going to net out. And I will say that Rachel was right. It went nowhere. It just did this. It just, it was just what it was. It didn't really try to resolve it. Anything, if anything, the ending was just, it could have done without it. Honestly, like, Oh, he's a tortured artist. He's constantly trying to draw his wife because she died. Like, yeah, we fucking got that. Like, the moment we picked up, like, a, like, a piece of her flesh, it's like, okay, yeah, tell us, yeah, do something different. Yeah, it seemed like the unveiling of her, of the painting at the end and her, like, being there, it was like, duh. Yeah, no and the, shit. And the climax seemed to be that she drowned herself, but it's like, nobody cares. Especially when the protagonist did it in such a goofy fucking way. Oh my way. god, uh, uh, lady, I gotta take a dump. I gotta go. Hurry up. He sounded like a fucking toddler, like a, a child. He sounded like a I toddler to throughout the entire fucking game. Honestly, the voice, well, I don't know, I don't, I don't, voice acting in indie games are, I, I don't really expect much, so it's fine, but. Layers of Fear, written and conceived by the band members of Linkin Park. His, his voice was so annoying though <laughs> yeah um, it was that guy that actor was uh not very needs to work it needs some work needs some work um but in terms of whether i'd recommend it um this is kind of a 
a weird case because like it's 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 scare some of those scares are legit some of those scares are really nice they do some subtle things some stuff that you wouldn't like that baby standing on the uh, on the bookcase i didn't even see that and rachel was like oh shit look at it and watch our stream of it by the way yeah but it wasn't that wasn't scary no it wasn't scary but i like that sort of thing where it's not like trying to be like oh i'm fucking scary i'm in her face but that's the thing about Lazy but, Fear. But it, it did, did that too so like it's it's hard because it's like it does it tries to have its cake and eat it too, listen, and it doesn't really work out. Listen, that well. I don't think it's hard. This game is fucking stupid. It was okay <laughs> before the update, like uh, but mainly then because it had potential. Post update, they went fucking bonkers. Like just we're trying to smack your over, smack you over the head with with what is going on, so that. Five minutes into the game, you figure it out. Nothing changes. There's no surprise. Um, I would not fucking recommend buying this shit. Uh, I was trying to be nicer in an earlier, in the earlier version, but thinking about just, I, I just, I, it, it, it's, it's PT and it's Silent Hill bullshit, and then just at the end where like you're not even at the end. You know, you go and you pick up the book and then they like, they drew themselves. As the credits. As the credits. And you're like, oh, this is the credits. But no, it's not the fucking credits though. You're not done. Because then like in in a minute, the actual credits. And it's just like, I don't. I, there's some interesting visual elements in this game that I think they do. uh, Good. Right? Yeah. And I think if you're interested in it, Go to YouTube. Better yet, watch Bob. He streamed it. Watch that. And don't waste your fucking money on it. You could do that. Um, It's just sad. It had so much potential. But then it just didn't do anything with it. It's just... It was just like... It's... Layers of Fear is style before substance. And I think that that's resonating with Rachel a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, that's our that's our update. Uh don't buy it. I would say buy it if you're a fan of Silent Hill or know the genre know the, like the have played some PT clones and want to see like probably one of the best PT clones, but that's but that's that's the thing. It's still a fucking PT clone. And it's not a very good one. So it's like <laughs> That's because there's not going to be one. Exactly. PT that's what I'm saying. PT had a reason for everything that it did. But when you go, oh, that's cool, what that game did, and you don't understand why it stuck the shit in there, and then suddenly you go, oh, well, it's off the market. Like, people can't people can't play it. Let me capitalize on that bullshit. So I don't think there's going to fucking... Yeah. I mean, like, the, the whole concept of a, being a, a good PT clone seems like a fucking oxymoron. Right. No, that's that's totally what I'm saying. But in terms of it being like one of the best ones, yeah, it is because yeah, I mean, it got it reached for it. it I can it take tried a to mimic dump it the close six closest. times. Take a picture and be like, "Yo, which dump is the best?" It's still a fucking dump. <laughs> fuck, fuck this game. I sound mad. <laughs> but I, I, I am disappointed. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and this I is what it's that. coming out as because, like, I wanted to see the ending and I wanted to be surprised because yeah. other than, like, what's going to happen, what is, you know, it had nothing. Well, not nothing. I don't. Oh, God. I don't know. Whatever. Just shut the. Don't. I don't know who I said that to. We need to. I'm just. I'm just done. <sighs> Disappointed. 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 Music was good, though. Harry Baby was great. Good night, sweet Harry Baby. And uh, I'm gonna miss Harry Baby. May a flight of smaller Harry Babies sing thee to their rest. <laughs> Fuck this game. Don't get it.